Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On today's AgCast, Maggie Edward from our communications department attended the annual Ag in the Classroom event in Huntsville, Alabama, and had a great conversation with several attendees. Also, Russ Durrance from our External Affairs Department visited with Representative Laura Hall from District 19 on her impressions of the annual Teachers Workshop. Well, good afternoon, guys. Um, we are here at the Alabama Ag in the Classroom Conference in Huntsville, um, and we have been here um, for three days now learning about how to implement agriculture into our classes. I and mean, we're excited to have three guests on the podcast today. Um, I'm Maggie Edwards, the Ag Communication Specialist with the Federation, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guests today. And so we have Ms. Kathy DeFore from Morgan County. We have Rachel Chastain from Talladega County, and we have um, John Wilson from Limestone County with us today. And um, before we kind of get started and go into the meat of our conversation today, we're going to have each of our guests tell a little bit about who they are and what they do. So, Ms. Kathy, um, we'll start with you if you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Kathy DeFore. I presently teach sixth grade at Eva School. It's a, kind- it's a kindergarten through uh, eighth grade school. We are a rural school, so there's a lot of farming that goes on in our county. So um, I'm very fortunate that my students do already have an idea of what it's like, what agriculture is like. Um, I attended my first Ag in the Classroom in 2012 in Auburn, Alabama, and came back and just had this renewed energy that I, it, this was something that I felt was important to share with my students, and uh, I have been involved with it since 2012. Um, I live on, um, my husband and I have a farm, he, he's the farmer, I'm the teacher, and uh, we have um, close to 400 acres of land. We have eight poultry houses, broilers, and we have about 75 to 90 head of cattle, cows, calves, um, and we grow hay. All right, Rachel, let's hear your story. I'm from Talladega, and um, my family and all my growing up years uh, was very agriculture center. Um, um, on my dad's side, he was in the dairy business, and on my mom's side, um, all that family were loggers. And so I, I moved away um, after finishing Auburn where I did um, special education um, to be a certified teacher in special ed, and I didn't realize how much I was going to miss being in ag and as soon as I figured it out I I did everything I could to get back um, back home and back on the farm and um, I was I moved back from Georgia I was teaching in Georgia after college I moved back to uh, Talladega in December of 2011 and by the following spring um, I had someone tell me about ag in the classroom and I attended my first uh, conference um, also and got to meet Kathy there in 2012 and it really, I see now the the path that it put me on and all the, put me in the right place at the right time for all the things that came after that. Um, I was loving uh, implementing uh, agriculture in my classroom. I teach for the Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind at their Helen Keller campus. So the type of students I work with, it, it, we're always kind of working on maybe possibly different goals, but they became super engaged um, 
and the activities. It was uh, great learning, um, and it's really caught on uh, in our system. And there were already ag, play, uh, ag classes in place at the School for the Deaf and the School for the Blind, um, but I had the opportunity to build the program that we have at Helen Keller. Um, by going to the conference, I got to apply for one of the many grants, and then through the many grant, I went to speak to um, our local board for federation and wanted to thank them for their role in me getting to go to that conference and getting that grant and through that I found out about women's committee and um, started working on committee and doing more involvement with uh, Ag in the Classroom which led to national conferences and so Ag in the Classroom has been very has done tons of things to shape how I teach and um, it's it's been great. Well we certainly thank both of y'all for all that y'all have done and y'all present Ag in the Classroom now um, so I want to say thank you for that. Now let's um, move on over to you John and talk about your career with Limestone County Career Tech and what you do. Yes ma'am. Hey I'm John Wilson uh, born and raised in Limestone County uh, like many Alabamians and unlike many Alabamians, uh, I really realized during this conference, uh, was raised on a small farm, uh, cattle calf operation, and it was diversified and we also had a nursery to raise trees. So I went to Auburn for horticulture and I wound up being an ag teacher. So I taught ag education and, and was the FFA advisor, uh, at East Limestone High School for seven years, uh, seven and a half years, and then, uh, a career tech started exploding through across the state, especially in Region 1 here in North Alabama with Mazda Toyota and, and all the manufacturing jobs. But it really started exploding and went into an additional career technical director. So my ag, my career in ag education was short-lived and I went on into administration. So I oversee seven secondary agriculture programs in Limestone County. And, and as an ag teacher, I was always in the loop where I heard about ag in the classroom. But, uh, you know, I was in secondary education, ag in the classroom. It's, it's kind of got a stigma to it just for elementary. Um, but in my time so far here, I've, I've seen it's people from all over education, not just elementary. So uh, uh, I, I'm so blessed to have to have been able to um, participate in this conference. We have, like I said, an elementary ag program. It might be the first of its kind in Alabama. I don't know. We modeled it after the the success of the elementary ag programs uh, in Georgia. So they are. You know, I'm kind of learning this whole Farmers Federation deal. So in Georgia, the, the push is from the Georgia Farm Bureau. And so they have made it. I think it's very uncommon at this point to find an elementary school in Georgia that does not have an ag program. So we went and checked those out last spring and, and brought it back and, and went to our Board of Education. And they loved the idea. And we, we started it at one of our more economically disadvantaged schools uh, in Limestone County and it has just really taken off in its first year. So I'm here to, to bring back some things for for that program, uh, some new ideas, some fresh ideas and I'm just, just really excited about that. So this is your first Ag in the Classroom conference. Talk about just the atmosphere and the experience of being here with 70 other educators across the state and just some of those ideas that you are going to take back to your local elementary ag ed programs yes ma'am so I, I think you know I, i've really realized 
I take it for granted, take agriculture for granted. It's what I've grown up with. It's what I went to school for. Uh, and it's, it's what has led my career so far. Um, agriculture. Who doesn't know all about agriculture? Well, I've been trying to meet as many people as I can and it's amazing. There's a pretty good percentage that don't have a clue and it's of no fault of their own. They, they just never been exposed. So what a great opportunity to get them, um, I think we, we're required to wear cowboy boots to the conference. So get their boots dirty and, and learn a few things. A really neat conference, and it's for everyone. You're going to love the resource box that your teacher Oh, can't wait. I've heard great things about the resource so box. The resource <laughs> box is full of books that are ag accurate. And that's um, a lot of them are the American Farm Bureau Book of the Year. Um, so a lot of teachers like to do book studies on whatever the current book of the year is. Plus, um, some of the material is not only that it's ag accurate, but it's written developmentally for elementary ages. So there's a certain amount of text or a certain type of vocabulary that is age appropriate. And what we want are those elementary teachers because they're required to teach reading, they're required to teach math. How can they teach ag and reading at the same time? If you have a developmentally appropriate text, um, on the right reading level, then you can replace that, the text of, you know, any other fiction story or nonfiction story with an ag-accurate book. And the other good thing is learning how to to network with other people and feed ideas off of each other. So you may, like Rachel and I, we have completely different backgrounds, but yet something that she does, I can take it back and make it my own, whereas something I do she can take it back and share it with her students. So being able to network and share with other teachers is such a great platform. And also learning not only the books and, and the resource kits that you're going to get tomorrow, but also knowing those ag websites that you can go to that has ready-made lesson plans and ready-made worksheets where you can incorporate the reading standards and the math standards and the science standards. Talking about these books and these kits that all the educators go home with, um, I mean, you're talking a $450 value or more. It is like Christmas. It truly, it, it makes a big difference. Y'all both have been here to this conference. What are some projects y'all have done with the books from these boxes or any supplies you've been awarded or given through Ag in the Classroom? Um, I have done a big study on cotton because North Alabama, which is the area that I'm in, is big with cotton, soybeans, corn, but <coughs> cotton in my area is not as well known as it is maybe in Limestone County. So being able to pull the cotton, we get a cotton book, you've got cotton ag mags, being able to get supplies from different places that deal with the cotton, uh, taking the kids through a journey with cotton, where it, whether it's picking the seeds out of a cotton bowl, or um, one year I was, we were doing our whole thing, we were reading through the book, The Journey of Cotton, and we got to the part about patterns. And at that time, there was a knock on my classroom door, and this one girl brought in a tie-dye t-shirt that one of my students had gotten to do as a prize. Well, it was the perfect timing because we were able to show that that tie-dye t-shirt was the pattern being put on the cotton t-shirt. So the journey of cotton was one of mine. We did honeybees this last year, so we did lots of little hands-on activities, and this is a lesson that Rachel and I were able to incorporate together, um, and just lots of the book studies. 
Let's take a break from this conversation and talk to one of our good friends down at Alabama Ag Credit. Travis Jordan, how are you doing today? Mike, I'm really well today. I appreciate you asking. Tell us what's going on with the home market at Alabama Ag Credit. You know, often when people think about Alabama Ag, our first tendency is to think about just our ability to finance agriculture. But the reality is we do a lot of things really well. One of those things is financing rural property, specifically home sites. And even to add to that, we do a lot of existing homes and new construction. So there's some things that make us a little different than most. You know, we offer long-term fixed rates. We have our own in-house appraisal staff. We offer a lot of flexibility that you maybe can't find in the traditional mortgage market. And probably most importantly, we're comfortable and confident in the rural area. And that probably sets us apart. No doubt. That's a great information that everybody needs to know. Well, Travis, how can people find out more information? The best way to reach out to us, Mike, is by calling the local number 334-270-8686. Or if you're interested in finding a location nearest you, you can go to the website alabamaagcredit.com. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mike. So y'all both presented um, during day one of the Summer Institute. Talk about um, what you shared with all the other attendees. Um, Rachel, if you want to kick it off. This is actually our second time that we've gotten to present together. And even though we're not close necessarily geographically and the fact that our student caseload is very diverse, that's kind of been the point of us presenting together. Um, we've done state and national presentations. Um, and what we wanted is whoever was in the audience to be able to find something in, in what we were sharing that could be taken back to their class. And all of my students um, are special needs and have um, hearing loss or vision loss or other uh, other kind of uh, accommodations and modifications that are needed. And um, this year we did um, pollinators and I'm lucky enough that um, AIDB is such a huge supporter of agriculture and we have um, started a beekeeping program in the last year and so I got to share what type of activities that um, my school year students and then I also teach um, like a workforce development uh, summer program um, with older kids and all the different activities we did for beekeeping and what we've learned and um, I also uh, just was able to um, share the resources from our uh, resource bucket because we did have um, beekeeping and bee books and um, honey production. Um, and then with Kathy, she got to focus on more of the actual like teaching pollination. So we did we did an activity in the classroom on pollination where my students got to eat the wonderful cheesy Tito's and they got all the gooey stuff on their fingers and they were able to use that, transfer it to paper as the pollinate of the bees going from one flower to the other, leaving the pollination and picking up the pollination. So that was an activity that we did in the classroom. Uh, we also made, made uh, a couple of things with using beeswax. They got to sample the honey. We did an in-depth study of plants that need the pollination in order to be able to produce. And so it was a huge eye-opener. We did a lot of research, a lot of reading. We were able to do charts and graphs with the math. So that's how I was able to bring it into uh, 
my classroom teaching my reading and math standards. Awesome. That's incredible. And it, the thought behind that, that it all came from you coming to your very first Ag in the Classroom conference and all the lives that you've impacted um, since coming to your first one, which kind of makes me want to take it back to you, John, and just it's your first one ever, and um, you went on farm tours um, across the parts of North parts of North Alabama. Talk about those farm tours and what you learned on the farm tours that you could take back to Limestone County and incorporate some of the things you learned? I think the biggest, uh, I guess, misconception with with farming is it's almost like it's hands-off. You just sit back and watch. And what we saw today was agritourism where they say, hey, stop in. Like this morning at Awesome's, they, you know, stop in, get some fresh produce, and then take a walk out through the orchard. No charges. You go spend the day. Take the kids out there, take pictures, whatever. So... It was really neat just spending one-on-one -on -one time with these farmers. Um, they're very well-rounded. Our second stop today was Tate Farms, and that's just a, what was it, a fourth-generation row crop operation. And, you know, now in the 21st century, just for them to, to keep the urban sprawl away from them, they just kind of had to adapt and grow. So they still got the, the grassroots farming operation, but the the face of it is this beautiful um you know they were calling it agritourism but this this thing where uh it's an open invitation for families and and our young kids to come and experience agriculture in a way that they've never seen or would ever have the 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 ability to do other than watching tv and and here in north alabama i mean we're uh you know we're very rural and then overnight, we're 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 paving off the fields. It's it's since uh, Mazda Toyota has shown up, it is just. Um, I mean, it's great. I'm not knocking progress at all, but to know where we came from, who we came from, the culture of this place, if we can preserve it by you know transforming the family farm into you know keeping what it was, but something just to meet these new niches. Um, that are being opened by this by this huge influx of um, of people that not that are not necessarily from Alabama. So the culture of this place is, is changing. So if we can keep that and uh, keep the smile on the farmer's face, uh, and, and you know, I think this program is really geared towards getting our young students into agriculture, but. Still, even some of the older ones, there's a big disconnect. I kept hearing that word earlier. Mm -hmm. A disconnect from the farm. Where 100 years ago, you were either part of the farm or you might be one generation removed. Well, now we're getting pretty far out there. So if we can just keep programs like this going, educating the young all the way to the old, keeping them connected to where their food comes from, where their fiber comes from, so important. And this is a really great program. I love it. I'm going to take it home back to Limestone County and say, y'all, why aren't y'all signing up for this great program in the summer um, to bring things back to your classroom in the fall? Ag in the Classroom is definitely the, one of the most impactful conferences I think that the Federation helps put on. And that's because, I mean, we are helping teachers, educators, extension agents, specialists, take like information and materials back to put into their curriculum to teach the future generations. And I think that's important more so now than ever, like you were saying, John. Um, do you all have comments on that about really just the impact Ag in the Classroom has? We have to do professional development hours, and so we get credit for this workshop. So 
you know, every five years when we renew our certificate, um, you know, but this opportunity is there and it's something different every year because the location changes or whatever the farm tours that are offered are going to change. And I just think about just over the years that I've attended this conference, what I've been able to see in the state of Alabama that I didn't know about. Because in my area of central Alabama, you know, the commodity focus might be different than what it would be in south Alabama or what it would be in north Alabama. But because of Ag in the Classroom, I've gotten to personally see that. And it's just, and it's fun. It's a great time. One of the things I think is fantastic about it, going back to the boxes, the the resource boxes that each teacher gets, this is doable. Every teacher (laughs) has lesson plans because a lot of the books come with ready-made lesson plans at their fingertips, and they don't have to do anything but go in their classroom and pull out a book and share it with their students. And so they're not having to go out there and find those resources. After they've gotten used to it, then they can go and pull additional resources to go with it. But it's doable, and you can do it anytime because a book you can pick up and read to a child anytime. I think teachers are often intimidated about the idea of incorporating agriculture in their current curriculum. And then this conference just gives us a chance to show them how in very small parts, very, you know, individual activities that they can um, make those small changes and then you you find out, you know, they're raising chickens by the next year in in the schoolyard. And so it's exciting to see that something that once kind of seems intimidating or overwhelming, they get it and they're so excited and that enthusiasm spreads through the whole school. I certainly think it's been a wonderful conference. I grew up um, as a teacher's child. My mom teaches first grade, so I understand a little bit about what it means to be an educator and how influential and important educators are. So just on behalf of the Alabama Farmers Federation, just want to say thank you to each of y'all um, for what you do every day for um, our young generations and even our old generations. Um, thank you for taking time to come to Ag in the Classroom um, and just um, trying to Learn new tools to take that, but just appreciate y'all so much. Um, anybody have any last minute encouragement? I just want to say thank you to the Farmers Federation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they help us, they put this on, and they see the importance the teachers have in a child's life. And so, by what they do for us, they're impacting thousands of kids across the state. So, I want to say thank you to them. They certainly take the burden of. of of finding the resources, um, connecting us with the National Ag in the Classroom, um, the fact that the location changes uh, year to year, making it more accessible to people. And then when you see the number of staff that it takes to put on this conference, you see that the Federation makes this as one of their priorities, and I have certainly benefited from it. Well, thank you guys, Kathy, Rachel, and John. Thank you all so much for your time, and hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you. And now let's hear from Russ Durrance. Today we are out here at uh, Ag in the Classroom. It's our summer Ag in the Classroom Summer Institute. We've got about 85 teachers touring farms all across uh, North Alabama. We've had an opportunity to have uh, some of our legislative delegation here around Madison County join us as well, uh, both last night for a supper, but then also kind of on farm tours. So delighted to have Representative Laura Hall with us. Uh, kind of up here, kind of close to your district and maybe even in your district. In my so. district, of course, yes. It's been an honor to be a part of this. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, 
kind of what you've learned about ag in the classroom so far last night and today. Well, it, it's really good to know that realizing the amount of ag that we have in our state and the fact that we are in, being inclusive of teachers and making sure they have an opportunity to understand and to know what it's like and have a personal relationship, a personal con conversation with the individuals, the owners, and the families. To me, that was inspiring and even more so the the other inspiring part of it is the enthusiasm that these individuals that I've seen from these individuals today and realizing that enthusiasm would then translate into the classroom for students. Yes, ma'am. So last night we had an opportunity to kind of explain to some of your colleagues in the Alabama legislature a little bit about um, how Alabama Ag in the Classroom kind of came to be and how uh, the state legislature helps support this program each and every year. Um, Knowing that the state of Alabama and taxpayer dollars are used to help support this program and being able to see it firsthand, kind of how does that make you feel and what do you think about that with well, the state's dollars at work here? I think those dollars are well spent. And any time that you're enhancing the possibilities with our children, our students, and the teachers that come before them each day, you couldn't have spent it any better. This is the best way because you make the difference in the lives of young people and you're making the difference in the people that present to these young people. So I think that uh, my, my suggestion would be we probably have not pro provided enough when we realize the results and the benefits of agriculture in our state. Yes, ma'am. Well, education is certainly a big issue. Sure. Speaker Nathaniel Ledbetter talked about education time sure. and time again. Um, I know it'll be another hot button issue in 2024. How do we make education better for students across the state of Alabama? And as folks in agriculture, we got to hear from uh, the Huberts as well as the folks here at Tate Farms um, in, in North Madison County kind of tell us about um, making sure that them as the 1% of farmers uh, in the world are able to continue to tell their story and help educate not only these educators that will take these materials back to the classroom, but students as well and, and generations to come. But one thing that was unique when we pulled up here today, um, you have a career as an educator sure. as well. Right. Um, and as we pulled up here today with 85 teachers from across the state, tell us a little bit about what you ran into. One of my former students, what a delight it was just to see and how enthusiastic she was, the fact that two of us connected, and then for her to respond or talk about what it was like being in my class and how that has made a difference for her. But the thing that most students forget, that they make a difference on our lives as well and uh, certainly inspire us each day. I hope that I in was able to inspire others. But realizing that students inspire us each day to do better. The other part I'd add to this, I think legislators having an opportunity to see and understand, because many times our legislators do not understand the value that agriculture has for our state. So I think being inclusive of those uh, individuals is important as well. Yes, ma'am. Well, the legislative session just ended a week yeah. or so ago, yeah. and uh, I know a lot of people were looking forward to their summers, just like many educators were looking forward to their summers, but we certainly appreciate you, your colleagues in the Alabama House of Representatives, and we appreciate the time that you take in your summer, fresh out of the legislative session, to come let us tell you a little bit more about the issues that we're working on when we're down there in the halls of the State House. So we appreciate you giving us an opportunity to come out and spend some time in your area. Thank you for the opportunity to participate with you on this idea. Thank you. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. 
For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.